0: Now for the Legal Mumble Jumbo. This podcast is based entirely on Frank's own personal opinions, and is in no way shape or form the opinions or representation of any fire, police, EMS organizations, which he is currently or previously associated or affiliated with. The views expressed in this podcast are entirely his own, and do not reflect the views of any aforementioned organization. Please note, the names may have been changed to protect the innocent, the stupid, and the brain dead. salutations, everyone. Thank you for joining my podcast for yet another edition of Frank the Lunatic Rants. Live from the wonderfully spacious and beautifully bodacious Fuck I Know Studios, located in wonderful downtown Hamlin, Pennsylvania, it is yet another informative, educational, argumentative, debatable, and downright boring edition of Frank the Lunatic Rats. Hey there, hi there, ho there, everyone. As always, I am your congenial host, Frank the Lunatic. Thank you for joining me for another episode of me ranting, raving, bitching, and moaning about topics you probably do not give a shit about. But if you do actually give a shit about them and you want to voice your opinion to me, give me a suggestion about a topic you want me to rant about, or anything like that, feel free to give us a call on our listener feedback line, area code 570-503-6585. If you subscribe to me through Anchor FM, make sure you click the icon up near the top, It allows you to leave a voice message to me through there as well. Or, as always, you can send me an email to frankthelunatic at gmail.com. You know, about a month ago, uh, President Jumping Joe Magoo was in Philadelphia. It was his launching point for, uh, I guess, campaigning for people that are, you know, running for office or other shit, basically. And it was funny, and he gave a speech uh, giving a warning that MAGA Republicans are a threat to our American values and urging, and they're urging for, excuse me, he's urging voters to choose a different path. Well, thank you, Mr. President, for telling the American public how you feel they should vote. I'm sorry, last time I checked, this is America, and I can vote for whoever the fuck I feel like or whether or not I want to vote. But thank you for saying that, you know, voters should choose a different path and select different people. Uh, namely the Democrats, to put into office. It's funny, in his speech he had a stern warning for our democracy. He was standing in front of Independence Hall, and he said it was his duty to warn the country that democracy born there is under direct threat. Quote, As I stand here tonight, equality and democracy are under assault. We do not ourselves no favor to pretend otherwise. He said early in his roughly 25-minute speech, quote, Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans represent an extremism that threatens the foundations of our very republic, end quote. Uh, I I have a few excerpts uh, from it. I'm going to try the Cupcake Twins to get him on board here. Um, It's interesting listening to him stutter as well.
1: I speak to you tonight from sacred ground in America, Independence Hall in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. This is where America made its Declaration of Independence to the World more than two centuries ago, <clears throat> with an idea unique among nations. As I stand here tonight, equality and democracy are under assault. Threats we face about the power we have in our own hands to meet these threats and about the incredible future that lies in front of us. Only we choose it.
0: Now, a couple of things on that. Uh, well, the president starts off by saying he's here to speak to you night, not speak to you tonight, speak to you night, and he says how he's speaking from sacred ground in America. Not in America. From sacred ground in America. America. Yeah, that's right, Mr. President. You're in America. And I love how he says how our equality and democracy are under attack. Yeah, by the Democrats. By all these Democrats that want to have democratic socialism. That's what's putting our democracy under attack. The system is under attack by these people who want voting open to everybody. You don't have to prove who you are. You don't even have to prove that you're a citizen. They want to give voting rights to illegals. That's an idea that was toyed around. That's why they don't want any laws for elections where you have to prove who you are in order to register or in order to vote. So that that way, illegals can vote. All they have to have is, you know, use somebody's name or something. And he's basically in a roundabout way saying that his democracy is the way to go. And, you know, the future will only be good if we choose that path. So you're basically saying, Mr. President, that only if you choose to vote for Democrat candidates in all the political offices in this election and all upcoming elections, will we travel down the road that you want us to travel down on? And what road is that when it comes to equality and democracy? There's no equality. No, not at all. That's taken away. Look at all this bullshit going on, pushing agendas that, you know, basically give more rights to illegals. If you want true equality, first of all, you wouldn't be there, Mr. President, on other occasions, talking about Black Lives Matter and things like that. You'd be saying that all American lives matter, that in America there is no such thing as white, black, Asian, Italian, African-American, Chinese. That we are Americans. But the Democrats don't say that. President Magoo doesn't say that.
1: Flame that lit our way through abolition, the Civil War, suffrage, the Great Depression, World Wars, Civil Rights. That sacred flame still burns.
0: Okay, so that's an interesting point he brings about there being a flame burning inside of us, you know, about continuing democracy that has led us through things like, you know, okay, the Revolutionary War, fine. He brings up the Civil War. The Civil War wasn't a fight about democracy at all. The Civil War was two different opinions in America on how democracy should be and who should be included in that democracy. That's what the Civil War was about. It wasn't like you were having communism, you know, like, say, the whole war in North Korea or in Vietnam. That's not what the Civil War was, Mr. President. Because the people down south felt they had the flame inside them as well in regards to democracy and how they felt the country should be led and which direction it should be going. So his speechwriters are a little wrong on that to include the Civil War as one of those things that the flame of democracy helped us get through. Because the flame of democracy, the people down south were also in a democracy as well. They were part of the United States. And it just happened to be that the North won. So the flame of democracy didn't do much for the people down south, I guess. And to bring up the Great Depression, the flame of democracy and the Great Depression. The Great Depression wasn't a fight for democracy. The Great Depression actually happened because of democracy, because we are a free market society. And we depend upon, you know, stocks and that. That's why that happened. That had nothing to do with democracy. Democracy was not at stake when we had the Great, Depres- the Great Depression, Mr. President.
1: That is the work of my presidency, a mission I believe in with my whole soul. But first, we must be honest with each other and with ourselves. Too much of what's happening in our country today is not normal. Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans represent an extremism that threatens the very foundations of our republic. I want to be very clear, very clear up front. Not every Republican, not even the majority of Republicans are MAGA Republicans. Not every Republican embraces their extreme ideology. I know, because I've been able to work with these mainstream Republicans. But there's no question that the Republican Party today is dominated, driven, and intimidated by Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans. And that is a threat to this
0: country. President Magoo goes on to say about how too much that goes on today in our country is not normal. You're right, President Magoo. There's a lot of stuff that's not normal in our country. For example, it is not normal in a Democrat society to give voting rights to everybody. It is not normal to allow people, anybody, to walk off the street and go vote and not prove that they are the actual person whose name they are giving to vote. Under, It is not normal to belittle our first responders, our, our police officers in this country, and to invite the families of people who committed crimes to the White House and congratulate them for winning court cases against the police. No president should be doing things like that. It is not normal for a president of the United States to any president of the United States, as far as I know, has never done this, to name another former president of the United States and basically say that they are a threat to the nation, basically aiming at that you shouldn't support them at all or never vote for them at all. It is not normal for a president of the United States, a sitting president, the sitting leader of the country, to basically come out, And in a sense, divide the people of this country, saying that if you believe in the Republicans, if you believe in Donald Trump or anything like that, that you you too are also a threat to the country. You're basically trying to say that you want to separate people. You're not including people. You want to divide people. You're dividing people even more than former President Obimbo did. It is not normal for a country to suddenly take a path where You're talking about equality, but yet you don't really have true equality because if you were truly equal, as I said before, you wouldn't be doing the whole Black Lives Matter and things like that. You wouldn't have programs out there that are designed just for people of certain ethnic groups because you feel that they're at a disadvantage. You wouldn't have programs or have movements out there that will force colleges, universities, higher education places to accept people who in no way, shape, or form, educationally, grade-wise, should be going to that particular school, but instead allowing them to do so all because of their race. Where is the equality in that, Mr. President? There is no equality in that. Yes, you could say you are giving you know, equal chances to people, but an equal chance means that peop- you still got to prove yourself. That's the whole point of admissions all the paperwork, all the stuff to get into colleges. If you're not smart enough to get into a particular college, then I'm sorry, you don't belong there. And what about this thing about the uh, college thing, trying to write off loans and that? Billions and billions. I can't remember the number off the top of my head, Mr. President, but billions of dollars, they said, that this is going to cost the American taxpayer for many generations. On top of the fact that if for some reason you ever manage, the Democrats ever manage to pass free education, not only will our future generations be paying off the loans that you are forgiving for students now, but also paying off the education cost of people in the future, especially people who are not intellectually smart enough to be going to college. College doesn't make you smarter at all. If you're not smart enough to be there, all college does is enhance what you already know and to expand upon it. But if you can't grasp the knowledge in high school, there's sure no way in hell, Mr. President, you would grasp that knowledge in college.
1: And I believe it's my duty, my duty to love with you, to tell the truth, no matter how difficult, no matter how painful.
0: It's your duty to tell the truth, no matter how painful it is. Well, Mr. President... Where's the truth about your son, Hunter Biden, and what he was involved with overseas in the Ukraine, and the money that your family made? Where's the truth about that? You are sitting there on a podium saying that it is your job to make sure the truth gets out, and that you will speak nothing but the truth, regardless of how painful it is to the people or to yourself or your family, basically. Then where is the truth in regards to your son, Hunter Biden? Where is the truth in regards to the election in which you became president? You're sitting up there basically lying on that podium because you won't say the truth, Mr. President. Even in regards to leadership and things like that, you know, you talk about the the former President Trump and that, you know, look at your presidency. Who do you have pulling your strings? Everybody knows that it's other people pulling your strings, that you're not the person in charge. Where's the truth behind that?
1: And here, in my view, is what is true. Niagara Republicans do not respect the Constitution. They do not believe in the rule of law. They do not recognize the will of the people. They refuse to accept the results of a free election. And they're working right now, as I speak, in state after state, to give power to decide elections in America to partisans and cronies. Empowering election deniers to undermine democracy itself.
0: Republicans don't respect authority. Okay. And the thing about accepting the results of an election, it's funny. You know, if you jump back, uh, well, four, not, not four years ago, but if you jump back six years ago when President Trump won the election, all your Democrats were screaming foul and saying how the election was rigged And all the things going on with Democrats in regards to not my president? But no words coming out about that. ha! You guys were challenging the election back then. Saying how it was rigged, it was fixed, it wasn't right, it wasn't just, it wasn't the will of the people. And this time around, you're chastising people for saying that the election in which you were voted for president weren't right and just and valid. Why? Because it's the Republicans. That are saying at this time, not the Democrats. And the thing about Republicans and the elections, you're basically saying, vote Democrat, don't vote Republican, because you know they're trying to persuade things by putting Republicans in power that that's going to ruin everything we achieved. What did you achieve, Mr. President? Our economy is one of the worst economies in years. Interest rates now are predicted to go up higher than they've been in 15 years which threatens the economy even more. You stress that Republicans threaten the elections. Yes, but Republicans also want valid elections. They want people to prove who they are and not be Joe Blow off the street. To be able to walk in anywhere and vote, and then leave and go somewhere else, and say they're somewhere else, someone else, and vote somewhere else as well. If you feel that there should be free open elections, Then, in that case, people should be able to prove who they are in order to vote, Mr. President, whether they're voting for Democrat or Republican.
1: And now, America must choose to move forward or to move backwards.
0: And you say that Americans must choose whether to move forward or to move backwards. But when you look at the plans of us moving forward, the plans of us moving forward are so backwards. More government control. While you say, no, there isn't more government control, look at what's going on out there. You're banning our right to have gasoline cars in the future. California and New York are putting their own potential laws into place because of the fact that in the future, if another president takes over and they get rid of the federal law, the state can still have their law. You laid the groundwork allowing no freedom of choice, that people cannot choose the type of vehicle. They wish to drive, whether it be gas, diesel, or electric. You're taking away that choice, Mr. President. How can you say we're moving forward when, in fact, we are truly moving backwards? We're moving backwards to a time where people don't have a choice, where the government is stepping in more and more, where the government's controlling the way you do things or what you're allowed to do or what you're allowed to buy or the products you're allowed to buy or the selection of products you're allowed to buy. We're moving backwards in regards to oil. Look what happens, Look what's happened to gas prices. It's ridiculous. We're moving backwards in that aspect. Instead of boldly moving forward and trying to do something and increase product, American production, no, instead you're shutting pipelines. Your administration refuses to give permits out for future exploration of oil because you feel oil is bad. The industry is bad and we must switch to electric cars and in the meantime the generation now sits and suffers hardly making ends meet because of what fuel cost is but you're calling that progress you're calling that moving forward but you shouldn't vote for republican because they want to move backwards you know what i want to move backwards i want to move back to six years ago mr president when gas prices actually lowered when interest rates actually lowered when things were finally starting to become more affordable after having eight years of you and president of bimbo's administration and how the economy was then i want to move backwards to when jobs were actually being created here in america by american companies instead of being outsourced overseas that's what i want to do mr president
1: we have to defend it protect it stand up for it each and every one of us That's why tonight I'm asking our nation to come together, unite behind the single purpose of defending our democracy regardless of your ideology.
0: What you're saying, Mr. President, is that you want all Americans to get together and stand behind you and the Democrats and vote for Democrats this coming election season because you feel that that is the way the country should move forward. And that's what you're stressing. You're telling people as the president of the United States that if you want democracy to continue, vote Democrat. Even though you didn't come out and actually say it like that and say vote Democrat, you're saying that if you go Republican, we're going backwards. So what other choice would there be then? You must. It must be safe to assume that you're saying vote Democrat because that's the only way to go in this country the only way to keep our freedoms going. That's complete bullshit, Mr. President. What keeps our freedoms going, Mr. President, is a system of checks and balances. It is a system where you have people who are not puppet presidents like you are. Where you have people that can actually make decisions and speak their mind instead of having speechwriters and handlers taking care of everything. Because as a president, you seem to be unable to actually form a legitimate opinion or vocalize anything unless somebody else is telling you how to do it and what to say exactly. People might criticize Donald Trump for tweeting things and that, but he was speaking his true mind. You, Mr. President, do not speak your true mind because you do not have a mind. And Mr. President, by the way, I do love your senile fumbling moments when you do talk. They're quite entertaining. Just like this one wonderful moment. Ladies and gentlemen, we can't be pro uh, pro-insurrectionist and pro-American. We're incompatible. That's right. We cannot be pro- <laughs> Where's my fake teeth? I can't talk right. That was you, Mr. President, the leader of the free nation of the world, stumbling over words.
1: Pro-ex, uh, pro-ex, pro-ex, uh, pro-ex, 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 uh. pro-ex, Excitars, Excitars, Excitars.
0: Thank you, Mr. President, for those well thought out words of positivity and leadership.
1: I will not stand by and watch. I will not. will of the American people be overturned by. what the
0: fuck was that you just said? I will not. I w- what the hell was that? I will not stand by and watch. I will not. What the exactly are you reciting? Like, green eggs and ham? Like, what was that? I will not. I will not. I will not
1: not stand by and watch elections in this country stolen by people who simply refuse to accept that they lost.
0: What exactly does that mean? I will not sit by and watch elections that were stolen by people who will not accept the fact that they lost. I won't sit there and watch... That doesn't make any sense, Mr. President. Actually... Listening to that rhetoric, you will not stand by and watch elections that were stolen by people who won't admit that they lost. Mr. President, what exactly does that fucking mean? You won't stand by and watch elections in this country stolen by people who won't admit that they lost. I don't understand what the hell that means. And people were clapping for it. What the fuck does that mean? An election stolen by people who couldn't admit that they lost. elections? Oh, you mean like when Trump became president and that's what you guys were saying on them, that they stole the election, even though they really lost. That's what you were saying. Okay, now maybe I understand it now, Mr. President. Thank you. I can't even listen to this douchebag talk anymore. Because if you're trying to refer to what happened that January 6th, I don't get it because nobody stole... The election on the republican side because donald trump lost and he still sits there and swears that our economy is growing faster and stronger than before that it's the largest economic recovery since fdr was in office what bullshit is that that the democrats are believing and i love how as president he's embarked on rebuilding the nation's roads bridges highways ports water systems blah 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 all that stuff yada yada you know why a lot of that also went downhill because when Billary was president for eight years, you know how they balanced the budget? They cut out funding for all that shit. That's why they were able to balance the budget and bring down the deficit. And that's why things, you know, roadways and that went to shit even more. Because for eight years, stuff wasn't being really done with federal funds. Because there were none given out. Well, at least there were, but not like they were before. Wants to make prescription drugs and healthcare more affordable. So they passed the most significant health care reform since the Affordable Care Act, basically Obamacare. There was nothing affordable about Obamacare. When you are a local working class person and you can't get insurance through your state because your state doesn't want to do it because it's so expensive now. And you can't afford Obamacare because you can't get grants for it because you're not middle class. So you wind up forced with plans with $4,000 deductibles and ridiculous amounts you have to pay every month. How is that affordable, Mr. President? What exactly did you do to prescription drugs, by the way, to make them affordable? Because I haven't seen any headway on that. Everybody's talking, but there, there hasn't been anything really brought up about it. We can create a clean energy future and save the planet so we pass the most important climate initiative ever. Ever ever, that's what he says. Yeah, you know, you're forcing people to buy electric cars. And the funny thing in regards to climate change, cars now, it is scientifically, statistically been proven that cars now are 98% more efficient and have less emissions than cars that were out in the 60s and the early 70s. But you want electric cars, which when You look into it, and as I said in some of my former rants, there is more pollution going on with the actual production of electric cars. So I don't know what you're saving there. And you're forcing us and and tying our hands and forcing us to buy electric cars. Meanwhile, the rest of the world, China, India, Soviet Union, do whatever the hell they want when it comes to the environment. They keep polluting, polluting even more than we do. Because we have restrictions on things. And Of course, you want more restrictions. So how are we saving the planet? All you're doing is fucking us over, Mr. President. American manufacturing has come alive across the heartland. Really? Because a lot of places have closed up shop. A lot of union jobs have gone by. More places are starting to outsource again and put their jobs overseas again. We'll create millions of new jobs in a clean energy economy. You won't create Dick. You know that? Read all the articles out there. You're creating fake jobs. Because first of all, these jobs are only meant for engineers. People that are actually going to school, you know, and getting, you know, six-year degrees, eight-year degrees and stuff. So it's it's great for kids in the future that are going to be in school. But all the hardworking Americans right now, it's basically go-fuck-yourself time. Because the jobs aren't going to be for us at all. And when you look into these jobs, the funny thing about it, is there short-term jobs? For example, investing money in the production of solar panels, all that other bullshit. Once these products are made, you're almost a one-time customer because you're not back again for maybe 30 years or some shit like that. It, you know, maybe once the they go bad in like 30 years. So how many jobs are you creating? Because eventually these plants would basically slow down production. Because once everybody has most of these products, they're not going to be repeat customers. It won't be a need to produce more of this shit. I ran for president because I believe you we were in a battle for the soul of this nation. You ran for president because you happened to be watching public television, and it was an episode of Barney the Dinosaur on, and in your feeble mind you thought Barney was talking to you and told you to run for president. And then uh, Fancy Proposi called you up on the phone and said, Hey, Jumpin' Joe, we think you should run. And you said, Okay. We need to remember who we are. We are the United States of America, the United States of America, I see. Just like you have to keep reading a piece of paper to remind yourself that you are actually the president. Isn't that great? God help us all. That's all I got to say. Actually, that's not all I have to say. You know, President Bimbo pointed to the attempts in his speech to overthrow the 2020 presidential elections, the right at the Capitol, inflammatory uh, denunciations of the FBI and the wave of Trump allies who have won primaries across the country are now a step away from gaining power and potentially overseeing critical elections in key swing states, including here in Pennsylvania. And he's scared. The Democrats are scared. He says they tried everything last time to nullify the votes of 81 million people. This time they're determined to succeed in dwarting the will of the people. It's not dwarting the will of the people if people are going out at the next election and voting Democrats or any politician out of office and replacing them. That is the will of the people. They're not dwarfing anybody. If people want a change, then they're going to vote for a change. How is that wrong, Mr. President? It's called the American way of voting. It was all an attempt to reframe this fall's midterm elections from a referendum on Biden's administration to choose between Democrats and Republicans that he says are a threat to our nation. Several times in his speech, he explicitly appealed to voters to choose a different path than the one laid out by the GOP. That, quote, it's within our power, it's in our hands, yours and mine, to stop the assault on American democracy, end quote. He was basically saying, choose the Democrats. That's right, they'll make life better. They're for the people. They're for the working people. They're for the... Poor people. Yep, this man is about as useful as a warm bucket of hamster vomit. You know, while Democrats believe that the January 6 riots, January uh, 2021 riots, attack on the Capitol, and attempts to throw out the 2020 election were beyond the pale, many of their political strategists also believe that public opinion on those incidents is pretty much settled and unlikely to move voters any more than it already has. But yet, Democrats also believe election denialism is one element in a wider picture of GOP extremism on other issues. And in making that case, Biden laid out a plan, a path for Democrats to follow as they try to weave together an array of issues they'll campaign on this fall. But there wasn't much unity in his message at all. This president, who claims to promote unity, has branded half the country as terrorists, basically. If you didn't vote for President Magoo or any Democrat, he's talking about you. It's a remarkable declaration of war against tens of millions of Americans. Jumpin' Joe Magoo is still the divider-in-chief and epitomizes the current state of the Democratic Party, one of diversiveness, disgust, and hostility towards half the country. And many liberals scoff at the president's pledge to seek unity in 2020, saying there was no hope for a compromise The best is a statement by Nicholas O'Rourke, who's an organizing director of the Working Families Party, as I call it, the Socialist Party, the Working People's Party. He says, quote, The president is right. Our democracy is truly on the line, and this election is about whether we have a democratic or authoritarian government in the United States. No? What what, what are you talking about? No, this election is about people putting people into power that they feel will do the best job. Because apparently the people doing the jobs right now aren't doing enough or doing them properly. An authoritarian government. That's what we have right now. Okay? This jerk-off in office and his administration wants more restrictions on people. They want to control people more and more. Henceforth, the whole thing about coming out and saying, No more gas-powered vehicles. I am banning them. I am telling you what you have to buy in the future. It's not what a president does. That's what a socialist dictator does, but not a president. You know, on National Press Day, not long after taking office in 2021, President Magoo said, quote, Journalists uncover the truth, check the abuse of power, and demand transparency from those in power. They are indispensable. And at that time, when the truth is increasingly under attack, our need for accurate fact-based reporting, open public conversation, and accountability has never been greater. End quote. But, of course, we have learned when it comes to so many things regarding our 46th president, words and deeds are two very different things. President Jumping Joe Magoo has been anything but transparent, and journalists seeking to uncover the truth have been shunned and ignored by this president and the administration. You know, During the campaign for 2020, President Magoo did everything he could to avoid the press. You know, President Magoo forgets that most presidents, you're required to, to face the hard and pertinent questions and sit down with journalists and have interviews, which this president doesn't want to do. Accountability doesn't get to hide in the basement, but that appears to be the strategy from the president's handlers, who seem not to want him anywhere near this kind of setting before the midterm elections or likely even after. Regardless of what you thought about former President Trump and his verbal treatment of the press, he was extremely accessible, though, not President Jumping Joe Magoo. For comparison, President Magoo has held 17 press conferences and done 22 media interviews in his first 20 months of office. Trump held 36 press conferences alone in his first 20 months. So the question remains, if President Jumping Joe Magoo has all the momentum many in the media have been saying he has, and if he has such a winning message that is still, turning everything around for the Democrats heading into the midterms? Why hasn't he sat down for a TV interview in more than 210 days? You heard that correctly. The last time this president did a real TV interview was with NBC's Lester Holt on Super Bowl Sunday back in February 2022. Oh, and don't sit there and make an argument that his appearance on Jimmy Kimmel live counts as a TV interview because that was just a foot massage by a supporter With a studio audience, not a real Q&A session. Now, of course, according to President Magoo, he says that there's a lot of major things that his administration has done, but they haven't been able to communicate it. So President Magoo, who refuses to speak to reporters one-on-one, gets frustrated about not being able to share all the good things he says his administration has done. And he also says really good reporters are slaves to clicks. That must sensationalize everything. So therefore, he's not going to talk to them. Of course, it is also noteworthy that President Magoo has not done an interview with journalists at any major print newspapers since taking office. That's over 600 days. president did do an interview this past June, an interview with uh, the Associated Press, but of course, that's a wire service, not a newspaper service. So what happened to the transparency that Biden promised? Perhaps the president's handlers are so petrified because if uh, President Magoo sat down with a decent journalist, it's certain he'll be asked how he plans on paying for this trillion-dollar student loan forgiveness program, or how the $750 billion inflation reduction will actually reduce inflation, or why he refuses to visit the U.S. southern border as millions of migrants continue to enter our country illegally, along with fentanyl, which of course is killing Americans at an alarming rate. or and this is a long shot given how little this is discussed and scrutinized by traditional media about his son Hunter and the damning contents of his laptop showing alleged influence peddling for profit that launched a federal investigation into his dealings in China and Ukraine. That, of course, certainly won't go well. It's been at least 210 days since Biden's last interview. There are people who have walked across the entire continent, the United States, in less time. Seven months is a very long time. Almost all news outlets would be up in arms if a Republican administration stiff-armed the president so blatantly. Of course, free passes are all the rage, especially when it comes to Team Biden, which talks a good game about press freedom while squashing it. And of course, on a final note, as former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie said after the president's recent speech, if the Democrats think that it's a winning argument for them in the midterms, to do what the President did during that speech and attack, personally attack the people that have supported Donald Trump, 74 million of them who voted for him in 2020. He ran to be a uniter. He ran and said he was going to bring the country back together. And then President Goose stood on that stage with a blatantly red background, surrounded by Marines, and attacked 74 million people. Not everyone who voted for Donald Trump and the majority of the people who voted for Donald Trump are not MAGA Republicans. So basically, it was wrong for our sitting president to sit there and do that, and basically say that if you supported Trump, or continue to support Trump, you're a MAGA Republican, and you're against our democracy. Way to go, Brandon. Way to go. I, my friends, as always, am Frank the Lunatic, and of course, I have approved this message. And for now, my friends... That's all I have to say about that.